Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. God, I feel like a robot with that. Hello. My name is Stefan. I feel no emotion. And this is how I talk. Guys, it's not how I talk. Surprise, surprise. It's Stefan, everybody. Did I say that enough times? Hey, do you know who it is? It's Stefan. And I'm coming at you with a steamy episode. Mmm, hot steamer, just dropping it on you. Plop. Oh, man, just rub yourself in it. Squish your toes in the hot, steamy episode of a comedy advice podcast with a very steamy guest. No, a very amazing guest. This guest, Sidney Smith, he's a local comedian here in Phoenix, but he's nationally touring. This guy is, he's a gasp. Because when I read through his accomplishments and when I see everything he's done, I gasp because I think, holy shit, this guy has gotten through so much. We talk about it. We talk about how he is a super smart dude and he's so funny and he's honed his craft because he's worked. He's work, work, worked, and he's just grinded. And so he gives me some tips for how to not be a little bitch and to just get my tuchus out of bed and start grinding from dusk till dawn. And, and I just had a great time with him and we laughed a lot. He is a very funny man. So we gave a little advice. You guys are just, you just gonna have to watch. You're gonna, you had to be there. Oh, well, guess what? You get to be there. I love saying that because I'm trying to explain the podcast and you're like, well, it's not that funny how he's explaining it, but guess what? You will be there. So just hang tight. You'll be there in a second. But before you do, I just want to shower you guys. I hope you're dirty. No, I mean, I hope you're clean, but I'm going to shower you anyway with some compliments. Thank you. Gratitude to you. Because why? Because I'm grateful to have listeners. I'm so grateful because if I tell my wife that I'm speaking to myself, she's probably going to send me away and I'm going to go to a psych ward. But if I tell her I have listeners, then it becomes a podcast. So thank you guys for making this a podcast. If (laughs) thank you for making this a podcast if this is your first time welcome you're in for a treat stay i don't know i'm giving you commands like a dog stay stay good boy listen good boy good boy good boy good job thank you that's the kind of treatment i give my listeners i will treat you right i will feed you i will feed you with content good old juicy steamy content and if this is your if this is if you're coming back, thank you. I just want to say thank you. You guys are awesome. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review, subscribe, tell a friend, shout me out on social. That is all awesome. And I love the the love and support and and it's just outpouring. You guys make me feel like uh the queen of the ball or the the hero of the dish. I hear that one a lot. Well, you see, the hero of the dish is really the fennel because it um anyway. You guys are awesome. If you guys also want to support me financially, if you want to keep this train running, you can go on over to Patreon and I have a link there in the show notes and you can click that and you can go on over there and you can support me financially. And in return, I give you some early releases, some ad-free episodes and some bonus episodes never before heard, except for me. I've heard them. So I've kind of ripped that plastic but you guys get second dibs and oh man is it a delight so we've got some bonus stuff over there head on over love support support sydney he is amazing and should i just stop with it should i do an abrupt ending i guess i should do an abrupt ending i don't know maybe i should just 
Podcast. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Seven? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan. Sitani, and I'm your host. Joining me today, a very special guest. He's a national touring comedian that started his comedy career in Phoenix, and he shared the stage with comics like Damon Wayans, Russell Peters, Whitney Cummings, Roy Wood Jr., Pete Holmes, Sinbad, David Spade, Judd Apatow, and many more. Uh, he's also the host of the Now That's Debatable podcast. Everybody, please welcome Sidney Smith. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> How's it going, man? That was good. I um, I you sent me a quick rundown of what you were gonna say the intro, and I read it. And I was in the middle of something, so I really didn't get into it. But hearing you say, I'm like, man, I've, I've worked with some pretty cool people. So, because <laughs> <pretty cool. laughs> you don't think about it when you're in it. So, yeah, I have to say, well, you're pretty cool yourself, man. I had not had the chance to see you live until I think it was February. It was I think it was right before pandemic mania but i went to go see you were featuring for adam ray adam ray yeah which yeah. i had i had him on my show he was promoting his shows there so then i went to go see him and i saw that tony Tripoli was hosting and then i saw sydney smith and i was like oh i don't know this guy i think i've seen you on social media and things yeah. like that i was like oh this will be cool and so i see tony tony is obviously very funny that's my guy yeah he's oh god he's such a blast and then you came on and you blew me away. I thought you were absolutely hilarious. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. That was a that was a good weekend. I love working with Tony. Uh, Adam Ray is so chill to be within the green room and to share the stage with. So that was a good weekend. That was a good show. A lot of it was a great lineup that uh, Casey Courier had put together. So that was good. That's really cool. And by the way, before we get into the meat of things about you, your life, yeah. comedy and everything, how has it been going with pandemic, uh, quarantine and the whole environment? What how what emotions have you been going through? How have you been coping? Are you still working in terms of stand up? How's uh, it all been going? Yeah, in, in terms of stand up, I'm one of the fortunate ones in the Valley, I think, um, that I've been doing this long enough, made enough connections. Um, pretty well known here in the Valley and made some contacts outside um, that it hasn't really stopped me um, from working. Once the clubs had opened back up, I was one of the first comics there on the very first weekend and I was working weekends after that. Um, so I have nice. no, I have no real concerns there. I've got a great show coming up and we'll talk about later, but a great show coming up next weekend. Um, so I'm looking forward to that because that'd be something new, but uh, it's, I'm a worker. So if I do more than just stand up, I write scripts as well. I'm always trying to, I've been been trying to put a a team together to shoot some scripts that I've written. Uh, I have the three Facebook live shows that I launched right at the beginning of the pandemic. So those keep me busy every single week, producing those and tweaking those. And I don't have any hobbies. Everything I do is work and everything I do is to be great um, at the end of it. I created another new live show that I was able to do a Tempe improv, kind of get a, uh, handed out a ton of free tickets for us called three for three, kind of a game show, if you will, for the comedians. And got a chance to kind of work that out. So I'm always constantly creating something. There's always something to do. Um, If you are not finding anything to do, you're not trying hard enough. So you have to always be trying to recreate yourself because you don't know what can happen. No one knew that this pandemic was going to happen. But if you're someone who works, um, you'll find something to do. And this should not phase you. I think that's so true. And especially now, it's something that I cling to. Because when this first started, I was just getting... 
waves of anxiety and like, oh, what's going on? But then I started really pouring myself as much as I could into my work where Mm. I have the opportunity now to be able to talk with amazing people like you Mm. and other guests online through zoom so mm-hmm. i started doing instead of one podcast or two podcasts a week i was doing or i am doing five or six mm-hmm. and so it's a grind but like you said i mean you've if you think you don't have anything to do you're just you're not looking hard enough you know and, i'm sorry go ahead go ahead, go ahead. I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. no 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 i was just gonna say too i wanted to laud you because i think that you're not just doing a bunch of different things but i feel like you're doing a bunch of things well oh, like i've I, I saw a couple of your of your sketches on your youtube page oh, yeah, yeah. fat jesus and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those it was, really funny and then your shows too i didn't know if they were still going on so i did i kept them out of the bio but we can this is a good transition into them but show and tail or kiss and tail and um yeah the the other show that you had talk back yeah the talk, talk the talk back um was my very first one that was my baby but if you're creative and i'll say this to anybody out there if you're ever struggling with something that you create if you don't feel like it's going well give it some time and then you gotta you gotta put a bullet in your kid's head that's what you have to do. <laughs> oh, so um, it, it is just what it is. So Wednesday nights are going to turn into a new show. So I had to kill the talk back because I just wasn't oh, happy man. with the numbers that it was getting. I was having a great time with it. I enjoy it uh, for me to talk back was similar to what you do right now with your, with your po- podcast. It yeah. allows me to talk to and interview people that I think are interesting and that type of thing. Cause I love to be able to do that. And, but it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And like I said before, I don't have any hobbies. So if something's not working, I'll kill it and I'll create something else. So I've created a new show that I'm not ready to announce yet, but that'll be going on Wednesdays nights in probably about four to six weeks. So just working on that. And Kiss and Tell is still out there and I'm making some tweaks to that to make to improve that as well. So, yeah. Oh, man. Stuff coming down the pipe. That's awesome. That's uh, really cool. Well, you know, if you're, you are a creator, you're a creator. That's true. I also <laughs> wanted to ask a little bit about your past mm-hmm. that's nothing dark audience this is just going into the past but you you're you're from uh, michigan from k-pack and then yeah. i i was listening to some of your stand-up online and you have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and a master's in uh business finance right I, so i'm wondering what happened and how did you transition into comedy that stuff kind of went away before i ever got into comedy i was a sales trainer sales manager okay. that type of thing at that at when i found okay. comedy but i grew up a kid uh who enjoyed the theater and singing and dancing that type of thing anyway only thing i had never really done in my entire life was stand-up comedy but i grew up a nice. fan and thought about doing it but when you're from certain areas i know there are a lot of comics that say well if, you, if they're from la they're from new york chicago has a great scene they kind of have that in their blood they can see that they know how to get that going we you really, we, well, you really didn't have that in, in, the, in the metro Detroit area. So there's really no avenue. There's no way to figure it out how to get there. So, you know, growing up as a kid, and even as a, as a young adult, you're like, I would love to do that, but I don't know how to go about it. And just mm-hmm. happened to walk into uh, an open mic 12 years ago, almost 12 years ago, that Jill Kimmel actually was running at a spot called Bongo's. And nice. walked in and I came in with some friends of mine. We were going in for a drink, actually. And uh, they had an open mic, which we didn't know about. And I said, man, these guys suck. I can do this. And uh, <laughs> uh, went back the following week and they sucked just as bad. And I said, yeah. So I signed up and have never looked back. What I did learn is that you, we all suck. 
<laughs> so um, <laughs> what, what what I didn't understand because I wasn't in the business yet that open mics are what for open mics for there to go and for you for you to suck ass. And so what I was seeing was just part of the process. But thankfully for my ignorance about this business, it it, it pushed me to say, OK, I can do this and jump in. So nice. Oh, that's really cool. And then I know you started in Phoenix as you progressed, has the Phoenix scene grown? And I ask because I grew up here, but then I lived in New York for about seven years and I moved back two years ago. Mm -hmm. So I jumped in. I did stand up for a little while, but I've been focusing on the podcast, especially since comedy's in kind of a coma right yep. now. Yep. But it seemed like once I jumped in, it was booming. Uh, there are a lot of places. Uh, there's like CB Live, Stand Up Live, uh, House of Comedy, mm -hmm. Stir Crazy. I know Comedy Spot is done but yeah, i also yeah, heard yeah. <laughs> jp's um or i yeah. forgot his name uh, jp's perry. comedy club in, yep. yeah that's right jim perry yep. his comedy club in gilbert so i mean just so many places and then hundreds of comics it seems like yeah i tell these these kids and i use that term loosely um but i tell these kids you guys are so lazy sometimes um and i think you're yeah. lazy because you have so many different opportunities that were not here when we started back then. You had bongos uh, that you could go to, I wanna say it was Wednesday nights. Um, that was back when um, Howard Hughes had not even opened up his first club yet. He was still trying to, he had a show here one night, a show there, he was still struggling, struggling trying to get that going. Um, obviously we only had the Tempe Improv was the only real major club that was here, um, the comedy spot, but that was never a place that I was ever gonna go perform. Um, so we really didn't have anything. Uh, a couple other comics had, uh, a couple other nice mics, uh, one that was over at, at a spot called the Ice House, where there was literally a, you were in a bar where there is a ice rink on the other side of the class. And so you'd stand up there and you would tell jokes and people would hit the boards. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, but uh, that was a place though, that you really had to grind because there were a lot of us, I think we were closer than two um, because there were not as many comics. Um, but we always saw the same faces wherever Mike you went to, and we were just out really trying to get it in. But now there's so many different clubs. There's so many different uh, rooms now when, you know, when we're normal that I don't know why a lot of these guys and girls don't go out twice a night if they can. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make mm -hmm. sense to me. There's so many more opportunities. So the, the scene has really grown. I don't think it's any funnier. Um, but it's, it's grown in terms of clubs and it's grown in terms of the amount of comics that are here. Yeah, 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 that's right. I was about to ask, but it seems like that's not the case of, are there so many comics now that it's hard to get a spot if you end up going to a mic? Um, so you, not for me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not, not, not for me. Uh, and I'm not yeah. saying that with any type of ego, I'm saying that with yeah. I put my time in, uh, I'm recognized for what I can do. And if I walk yeah. in a room, people are normally happy to have me do their mic if you know if I want to do their mic. But if I want to do a mic, I normally do do what every other comic does. Hey, do you have time? Can I get some time? So on and so forth. And I'll I'll reach out ahead of time. I don't walk in ever expecting just to jump on the stage. What what have been as you've grown, you've done this what, twelve years now? Or almost years? almost twelve, getting close to twelve. Wow. That, that is a long time. What have been the biggest challenges for you as you've been going into stand-up? Has it been <clears throat> writing or finding your voice or crowd work or no. anything? Or are you just good at all of it? Uh, I, I am good at all of it. So I, 
Um, crowd work is natural for me, probably because of where I grew up with the family that I grew up in. You have to be quick. You have to be quick on your feet. You have to be mm. fast. Got to be quick with it because um, we pick yeah. on each other, even my family. And being from the metro Detroit area, um, people just fuck with you. So you have to be ready to, 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 stand, to stand your ground. Uh, in terms of writing, uh, I, I think once you get the structure, learning the structure of how to put a joke together um, and how you and how and what type of story you want to tell, I guess that would be part of finding your voice. All that comes with time if you put in the work in. I think the hardest part about this business is understand that it is a business. Understand that you don't have any real friends in this business. Um, I was going to post something on Facebook the other day or a couple of weeks ago, but I decided not to. Um, but to paraphrase my own thought, um, you can kind of tell your success by how many dead bodies <laughs> are laying on the road that you've traveled. Uh, and when I say dead bodies, I mean people who were friends who tried to stab you in the back and you had to leave them behind. People who were trying to stress, just trying to hang on because you were having success they weren't having and they thought they could hang on and then you figured that out. So uh, I, I feel like the more that you have laying at your feet as you, as you travel down this road, the more success you're having. Also, the fewer and fewer comics you have liking your post and things like that as well is always a great indicator as well because we're so competitive, we're so hateful. Um, there's so many people who would not work as hard as you but feel like they deserve the same accolades and the same opportunities that you're getting. And you'll start to see those. Those people tend to show themselves. So that's always a great thing to see. Uh, again, I, I judge my success partially by some of that. But that's one of the things you have to learn that this is this is such a fucking business, man. There are no there's very few real friends. Uh, that whole thing that Adam Sandler has going with his crew, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, that whole crew, those that crew that he keeps working, minus Chris Rock. But that whole crew that he keeps around him keeps working. That is so rare and so, so hard to find. And it takes you while I finally have found a solid crew for the most part. But a lot of dead bodies had to be left behind, man. This is such a fucking business. And people will snake you from all different directions. Man, damn. Well, somber note. I also like how you you're you're keeping the the vibe alive and interesting for our audience too. Shooting your shows in the back of the head, the dead bodies dragged <laughs> behind you. Good. I'm I ready. like it. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also did want to say I feel like one of the reasons for your success is, beyond being beyond the grind and beyond continuing to improve and everything is I feel like you do look at this like a business. You, you practice what you preach mm -hmm. and it just seems like you have such a well put together website. You've got social, you've got the, it seems like good connections and, and um, you're very professional, which allows you to get booked at multiple places. Mm -hmm. I also think that you do a really good job of, I mean, I read the names on there and I just, I, I had a little tingle in my spine. I, I, I almost fangirled over just reading the names, <laughs> but it seems like you also, you talked about being in the green room with Adam Ray. Mm -hmm. And I saw another post where you talked about, you got not bumped, but you got pushed back for a show yeah. and it was a star studded cast of comedians and you got to hang out with them in the green room for a while. That's that pick here, and, that's that pick here above my head here. That's where that pick is from, from that night. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Is Sarah Silverman and uh, Whitney Cummings on the other side? Yeah, Sarah's on this side. Whitney's on this side. This is from uh, a different time when I saw Whitney, but this is from that that moment you were talking about in the green room at the comedy store in LA, and that's with Sarah. But here in the middle, that's a pic with Sarah, Whitney, and uh, Joey Coco Diaz, uh, and that's hanging out with them. 
Uh, Brian Callen was in that in that green room that night. Um, Adam Carolla, Patton Oswalt. There were like so many people in there, and everybody was so chill. But but yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead there. What was your? No, not at all. I just this wasn't even a question, more okay. of a compliment. Uh, but I I feel like what you've done is you've been able to not just as you continue to succeed and climb higher on that star pole and climb up those rungs. I feel like you are surrounding yourself with successful people and people that are more successful than you. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that in a way that you're not successful. No, 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 no not at all. Like I, I listen to Tim Ferriss or hear other people talk and say, you are the average of the five closest people to you. Absolutely. And so <laughs> I, yeah. And I feel like some people, and this could happen in, in comedy, this could happen anywhere, but they hang around people that they're comfortable with and so if you might have a click of comedians and things like that where they're they might be at the same level and they're not really propping each other up very much mm-hmm. where i feel like you and and being able to perform for and hang out with and take advantage of the time of these performers these headliners i feel like is is beneficial but i wanted to ask you i mean was that intentional or have you have you always just been like this is how i can continue to succeed or did it just kind of happen by accident you got better and you just find yourself hanging out with these people nothing by accident um i haven't had one thing that's happened to me because it has been a happy accident maybe it will be but and i hope you know that i'm able to back ass work back as back ass works into something but yeah it hasn't happened yet um i'm all i'm very goal oriented always have been so that is always purposeful. Everything I do from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. And I know people say that all the time, uh, but I truly mean it from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. Everything I do, I do it with a purpose. Uh, again, I don't have hobbies. I don't I don't come into my home office here just to sit here and let's let's figure out and see what fucking happens. Uh, I have a, a plan. Uh, I know how I want to go about that plan. And then everything else that happens from that comes from knowing and having that plan. Uh, one of my mentors, T.A. Burroughs, who was in his business for 40 years um, before he retired from doing comedy, went all the way back to opening up for Bob Hope. That's how far back he goes. But, you know, you know, he's the one of the ones who always really, really made sure. And still to this day, make sure that I remember is business. It's show business, but the word business comes first. So it's not going to always be. Um, and he had to give me this bit of information because this was not something that I knew because I wasn't at that point yet. It's not always going to be the person who's the funniest person who's going to get that gig. It's going to be the person who can deal with the business side of this. Can you be on time? Can you do what's asked of you as a host, those duties that they give you? Can you do your time on stage? If they tell you to do 20, 25 minutes, do 25 fucking minutes, not 30, not 20, 25. Can you handle yourself in the green room? Do you know how to pick and choose your spots? Can, do you know how not to be a fanboy or a fan girl where you when you're in front of these comics and doing your thing? And so it's it's a, a, a it's a lot of that. And then of course, doing your job when you're on stage will speak volumes for you. But then there's so many things after that that can completely mix you. You can be as funny as you want to be on stage, but if you're a fuck up in the green room, uh, or anything of a sort, you still won't get booked again. Damn. That's, I hope all the comedians that are listening hear that, let it resonate for a second, because I think whether it's comedy or whatever you're doing, I think there's showtime and that's important, entertaining people, but then everything behind that, I mean, if, if you're just an ass clown behind the scenes, you're late, 
you're you whatever and you're not professional you're done i feel it's it's just well crazy and that's why i've always been these a lot of these comics if you talk to them i'm sure nine out of ten of them will say i'm a hard ass or i'm a dick um but it's, it's but it has a purpose uh especially if you're someone that i kind of took under my wing i remember i i had my own room you were allowed to come out and work your set your five minute set twice in a row two weeks two weeks in a row with your notes after that i don't want to see your fucking notes again because if you can't commit yourself to not just working out here and working and working out the other rooms to where you can memorize a five minute bit, I'd rather not have you here. Uh, you know, there's always a time frame that you have to be at a show that I'm producing. I don't expect you here any later than such and such. Uh, there's no one going to be drunk or high when you perform on a show that I'm producing, things like that. So I've always had rules uh, for these guys and these girls uh, because if you really want to do this, these are things that are only going to help you. Uh, I did a show with the three for three. Some people didn't care for the fact that they had to write a brand new five minutes. You had 20 minutes or so to write a brand new five minutes. They, they thought, well, why not three minutes? Well, be first of all, because I said it's fucking five minutes. The second, <laughs> the second, the second reason is because a lot of you think you can get up and go to LA or you can go here or you can go there. Well, you only get, two or three minutes to perform if they don't know you. So if you can't do a five minutes that I give you 20, 25 minutes to right here, fuck you think you're going to do under that pressure out there. So it's all done with a purpose to prep you. I mean, I fallen on my face You know, I went out and I auditioned for NBC and, uh, it, and I got something that I thought I could not ever get, which was nervous. And they only gave you a minute to perform. You had one minute. I've never performed with, ain't been only given one minute and so that really shook me uh it was my first time doing it and i got i'm glad i got through that but i completely fell on my fucking face so yeah. it happens and it's going to happen to everyone that's why that's what this time is for is to prepare you and get you set so that's awesome i mean i could see some people seeing it as being a hard ass but ultimately it's like a huge favor to everybody that wants to really be serious about this yeah. because that's like you know, if they end up going to bigger gigs and they have these habits ingrained in them mm -hmm. to be able to, oh, not even have to think about being a professional, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a huge thanks to you. Well, so. if you think, well, if you think I'm a dick, wait till, wait till you get out here and you deal with some of these bookers and some of these folks out here, and you're gonna have a real fucking hard time. So, damn, that's crazy. I also wanted to circle back on one thing you said from when you wake up to when you go to bed. Yeah, it's business you're goal oriented and everything. I wanted to ask a little bit about that. I have a little bit of trouble okay. getting up in the morning and being goal oriented. I, I don't know whether it's I, I'm a little bitch and I don't like to wake up. And so I, I sit there, I ended up doing, I, ended, I implemented something where I would grab my phone because that was my alarm and I would flip through it for 10 minutes. 10 minutes are wasted. So I was like, fuck that. I'm going to take my phone and I'm going to put it 10 feet away so i have to get up actually physically get up and mm -hmm. then and then i'm up and i'm not lazy and just trying to be on mm -hmm. my phone and it works so i've gotten that done but i have my wife and i we wake up at 5 25 every morning because she goes to work at 5 30 she's okay. working from home i don't have to work until 8 39 so okay. i've got three hours and so i usually i i've crafted a routine okay. as much as i can sometimes i deviate from it a little bit but 
I feel like that has helped me so much to where the routine helps me not have to do much critical thinking, mm-hmm. but it's ingrained in my in my brain so I can just go to it and and keep doing whether it's I, I make my breakfast for my wife and me, then I go and write and then I go do some podcast stuff, there you go. outreach, whatever. Right. So I wanted to ask, are there any helpful tips? If you wouldn't mind sharing, if there's secrets, no. they're secrets. Yeah, I'll, I'll, but, yeah, yeah. How did you know I keep a lot of secrets? How did you know? But I, I <laughs> but I will answer your question though. So go ahead. Oh, awesome. I was just going to ask, are there any things that you've kind of implemented to be able to get in that mindset right away from when you first wake up? I think you have to know why are you in this business? I think there's two types of comics. Those are, they're, they're hobbyists and those are career comics. And if you're a hobbyist, I don't have any, I don't have any problem with you. That's what you want to do. You're just trying to get out of the house. Right. You want to get away from the wife and the kids every once in a while. You're a hobbyist podcaster. That's fine too. Or this is what you want to do for a career. So I think it's first figuring out what it is you want to do. If you're a hobbyist, uh, then fine. Be a hobbyist. I probably don't have a lot of conversation with you, but kudos to you for figuring that out. Uh, if this yeah. is what you desire to do, then why do you desire to do it? And let that be what fuels you. Um, I know what my goals are. I mean, is, I guess I'll ask you, why do you do this? Is this something you really want to get into or just you just just trying to pass the time? Yeah, it's a great question. So I'll, I'll give you a long answer. Yeah, we're on a podcast. So we'll, we'll we have let's do it. Let's but do it. <laughs> I was going to do I found my passion in comedy. So I started to do stand up. And I was doing podcasts for a little bit before I ended up starting the podcast because I wanted to keep in touch with my two brothers. I was in New York. They were in Arizona. Okay. Then I ended up moving here. They lost interest and said, fuck you. We, we want to do other stuff. So I was like, all right, fine. Don't feel, don't fuel my dreams, but I ended up still doing it. And then I started getting into stand up because I really respected the craft. And I thought that there's a lot that goes into somebody that takes any moment that they find and can extract the funny out of it right so i started doing stand-up and i did that for a couple months and then i reached a point where i said okay i feel like i can do podcasting or stand-up on top of spending time with my wife and making money from my nine to five job to make sure that we have a roof over our head etc i i feel like i can give a hundred percent to one of these things and i don't want any hobbies i want to do a hundred percent either be a full-time podcaster mm-hmm. and make this my full-time gig mm-hmm. or do be full-time stand-up. And I ended up going with the podcasting because a number of things, I feel like it was a little bit more flexible with my schedule. And I felt like I could try and get other guests that didn't have to be in the same spot as me. Mm-hmm. And I could still learn and surround myself with comedians or people that were really good and mm-hmm. at what they did. And so I ended up going that route. And so I broke up. It was a hard conversation, but I broke up with stand up. And we might get back together. Occasionally we have a, a one night stand or something like that. But it's it's right now over with with me and stand up. And I'm trying to do podcasting because to answer your question, I want to become a full time podcaster and I want to make a living from doing this. And so, and so, so what I would say to someone like you or someone like me, how I used to be is find what your yeah. goal is, find what you want to do, how, how far, how far out do you really want to match this thing? And always remember that there's someone more talented than you, better voiced than you, better looking than you, who's probably working harder than you when you're fucking laying around, fucking around on your phone. And so if you want to get there, it's the work ethic, man. The work ethic is where 
ethic is where it's going to be at. And that's it's just it's no fucking secret. People ask, how did you get that? And how did you get that? And how did you end up in the green room? And they got to work, motherfucker, work. There's no secret sauce. There's no fucking special recipe. If there was, we will all be fucking where Kevin Hart is right now. Work. One of my favorite things that Kevin says, I'm paraphrasing him, is show uh, Hollywood has a way of making it look 16 years of hard work look like it's overnight. It took him 16 fucking years to finally break the way that he broke and be on top where he is. 16 fucking years. So you can get started now and fucking get through your 15, 16 years, or you can do it not do it, do it, not do it. Watch everybody else who started along with you do it and like fucking succeed and be mad and suck your own dick because you fucked around all this time. So <laughs> it's work, work, work. And that's it, man. There is no secret to it. Just remember, every time you're not doing what you're supposed to do, someone, whether it's in Arizona, Africa, wherever it is, someone else is outworking you. You will never outwork me. Never. Ever. I, will, yeah. I will write more than you. I'll hit the stage more than you. I'll create more than you. I'll be more professional than you. You'll never, ever outwork me. If I don't ever get to my dream, my goal, excuse me, say dream, my goal, it won't because I didn't work hard enough. It'll be because that door just didn't open for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. God, it's such good advice. And it seems like it would be common sense, but people are always looking for some, there's some secret sauce or some lazy. secret hack. Because you're, yeah, ex- you're lazy, because you're lazy. There's no hack for this fucking business. Every fucking story I, that you go, and, oh, he or she went out to LA, someone found them in a grocery store. Okay, well, that's one for every fucking hundred thousand people who are still working at Starbucks trying to hand their script in to someone or busted going out and doing three or four different mics out in LA or well, what you should be doing three or four different mics here uh, and working out and working out the ship. It's work, 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 man. There's nothing else to it. You're absolutely right. It reminds me of this motivational speaker, Les Brown. I love that. Oh, guy. Yeah. Les he, Brown goes way back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would listen to one of his, his speeches I think it was called hungry mm-hmm. and he was just talking about how you got to be hungry. And he had this sales associate coworker of his. It was like, man, my sales are down. I don't know what to do. And he's like, how many sales do you do a day? 25 double them. He's like, Oh, I can't do that. And he's like, what do you mean? You can't do that. You're behind on your car payments. And you think you can't put in more time at work. It's like the work and my example too, of doing instead of one or two podcasts a week, five or six, I feel like I have grown so much because I've put work in and you're speeding have, up your 10 out. You're speeding up your 10,000 hours by doing that. And I would say yeah. with the less Brown thing, that sounds great. And I noticed your favorite one, hunger, hungry, whatever it is, but it's more than that. Yeah. It has to start from even with that salesperson. Is this what you desire to do? Because if it's not what you really desire to do, you'll never be hungry enough. I don't give a shit if your car payment is late or your, your rents do. I hate my fucking job. So if you hate your fucking job, you will never, ever have enough hunger to, to, to do that. You have just enough hunger to survive, not enough hunger to be great. So you have to figure out what it is you desire to do. How great do you want to be at it? If it's podcasting like you talked about if, and, and you find what your goal is and keep that goal in your head. Don't be afraid to go yeah. back and, and pep talk yourself. And definitely don't be afraid to kick your own fucking ass. No one should be able to kick your ass harder than you kick your own ass. Yeah. That is 
but God, that's so true. But you I have feel to like know. I need you. I need you in my life to just be right behind me. Be like, what the fuck are you doing? Can you can, can you very, get back I'm very to busy. podcasting? I'm very busy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I don't have time for that. But uh, if you ever want to reach out for some advice, I'm happy to give it. Oh, I, I really appreciate that. And I think in the meantime, what I'll do is I'll take little snippets of what you just said, like stop being a little bitch and sucking your own dick while other people are doing stuff. I'll have those. So I'll just play them back so I can keep hey, fueling myself. And for anybody out there who's going to hear the podcast, because I'm, I'm sure you have a a uh, a, a loyal listening uh, fan, fan base. If you are happy with where you are, there's nothing wrong with that either. I, I started this right. out by saying, if you're a hobbyist comic, you're a hobbyist, hobbyist right. this, you're a hobbyist that. Wherever you are in life, if you're happy with it, then be okay with it. But my advice is for that person who's not happy and you're really, I'm never happy. So, so my thing is always, and the other thing I would say is make sure your mate, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, husband, wife, knows what your goals are. Because uh, my wife knows that I would step over her dead body to get to where I'm trying to get to. Damn. So I haven't told my wife that exactly, but she is aware that this is something that's really important to me. Don't, and she's don't been, get in the way. And she's been, yeah, yeah. And she's been, there's another dead metaphor. I like that. That's good. But hey, man, that's, <laughs> that's how I look at them. That's how I see them. <laughs> it's good too. I think even the language that you're using shows the passion that you have for yeah. what you're doing. I hope so. And I think a tweak, hey, if you're, if you're not happy with where you're at listeners and you need to, make some changes, everything Sydney just said, and, uh, you know, have some more macabre metaphors in there. Some more passionate <laughs> metaphors, violent there metaphors. Go. There you go. I like it. I'll take it either way. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to say you also have a pretty big fan base. And I also wanted to talk quickly about your podcasts. Cause I know we talked about mm-hmm. the three of them so mm-hmm. far and the upcoming project in the next four to six weeks. Yeah. I wanted to ask what started the, and I don't even know if I want to just limit it to podcast because it's also like live streaming show. Yeah. And I yeah. love what you do about it yeah. and, and how you involve and you make it interactive. you, call people out in, t- in, in a good way saying, Oh, th- this person's joined. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining and give a little background information, mm-hmm. read the comments, discuss them. I've been listening to now that's debatable. Yeah. And I love both you and your co-hosts. Oh, cool. uh, awesome. I, I think you guys are both, you, you guys have a lot of, you know, some similar perspectives, some different perspectives and you make it fun. Uh, while contentious, sometimes it's always, entertaining for me so i really like it but uh, yeah i wanted to ask a little bit about it and what started it up and then well we'll start there yeah now that's debatable um since you're asking about that one specifically actually was supposed to be something i was going to partner with another comic and we were it was going to be a shorter uh format it was going to be one subject uh that we would talk about it debate it and it was going to be things that are really not that important i want to say my first episode was you know who who's hotter um Carmen Electra or Jenny McCarthy trying to, you know, bring that back from those hotties from back from that day, uh, from those yeah. times, uh, Larry Bird. And uh, I'm a very serious person. So it's, it's tough for me to have conversations about things like that, that I don't really deem that much worthiness to it. Uh, so we kind of expanded from that into what it is now where we talk about anything and everything, because I believe in talking about anything and everything, whether it's politics, race, religion, and everything underneath that umbrella and outside of that umbrella. 
And so mm-hmm. with my with my brothers, uh, and I call my brothers, Deion Curry, very funny comedian. Uh, Miss Pat's wrote feature. He's out of Indiana. And, and my other brother, award-winning speaker, Stan Pearson out of Atlanta. Two very smart guys. Deion's a socialist. Uh, I'm a Republican at heart. Um, Stan's a Democrat. Uh, and we just have, you know, you got three black guys. And the thing that I loved about it most, you have three black guys on the show. But we do exactly the opposite of what people think when they think about black men. They think about black men. They think we're all the same. They think we all believe the same. We all speak the same, so on and so forth. So this show uh, lets me give that image of what we really are. And it's very diverse in our opinions, in our looks, uh, in the way we speak and how we come across with our ideas. So something I definitely enjoy. And you're right. We get heated like we are at a family barbecue sometimes. And we even get heated with the audience, which I enjoy because our audience is really uh, become a part of the show. And I love being able to be interactive with them and make sure that they are a part of the show as well. That's that's always to me more important uh, than anything else that deals with the show, especially with the climate that we're in and the way things are moving forward with social media and a lot of different things you're seeing. People want to be included. They don't want to just sit back and be a bystander. They want to be involved. And that show, all three shows, a lot, I you know, we allow them to do that. That's awesome. I also, I know you were talking about the difference in opinions and everything, mm-hmm. the diversity there. Also in temperament, I love to see your serious face and then Dion's a little less serious. And then Stan's got this smile that just yeah. cracks me up. Yeah. But oh, it's really good. It, so um, I think it's a great format for the show. I love the topics you talk about. I also think that you're just a smart dude because i I, the topics you talk about i think are great and i know that i i think i heard you on a a radio show that you frequently guest yeah i was uh doing a a conservative radio show um out of dallas early morning i was getting up at four in the morning every morning four four thirty in the morning every morning so i could be on air by five and uh and do that show god and then i would go from that into my regular day damn yeah damn just another example of grinding yeah, purpose got to have purpose and but it, you know when you do that that type of thing uh, you'll be surprised how many people you're not going to meet people you're not going to get opportunities by sitting around um, going back to the nine and I know you're not doing this morning I love that you're not but for people who are you're not going to get any opportunities by laying in bed scrolling through your phone for 10 or 15 20 minutes first thing in the morning that's not where opportunity comes from. You're not going to get opportunity by looking at social media when you're supposed to be working. And that's whether you work for yourself or you work in an office. You know, you, you desire to have that promotion. Uh, but what are you doing to make sure you get it? Of course, you got your nose down on your, at your computer, like, like you're supposed to getting those things done. But a lot of those things happen inside of the coffee in the break room. Or they happen, you know, uh, saying the right thing to the right person, maybe being able to have the right conversation is it's all doesn't happen just within a box. So what are you doing um, to put yourself in position? Is what you always got to remember. Yeah, that's so such a good combo here. I wanted to ask one more question before we get into the self-help. Yeah. I know that you see you're so goal oriented mm-hmm. and you see this as a business, which mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. with. I feel comedy is difficult in the sense or it could be a struggle sometimes where you're working hard you've got this mentality of like let's get this 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 and this done comedy being silly stuff funny stuff that type of thing have you ever encountered moments where it's hard to transition from that that mentality that's like grind 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 to funny 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 
I'm not sure if I'm making sense. Grind, grind, grind some... in terms of funny, funny on stage or just having fun? What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, no, in terms of like writing or mm. or whether it's on your show or anything okay. like that. Because uh, And the reason I ask is because sometimes in the morning, let's say in the morning, part of my routine, I try and write for at least 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I'll get there and I'm just in... I'm not able to extract a lot of gold because I'm still just digging out coal or, or just shitty thoughts or groggy thoughts or mm -hmm. things like that or thinking about the next thing. Um, so it's hard for me because I'm thinking of all these goals and all these different things. And so just being able to relax, I guess, and and really let the comedy flow is a challenge for me. I would say, uh, just like I told you before about my show, The Talk Back, which was my first show and I love it, my first Facebook Live yeah. show and I love it. And I didn't, I had to put a bullet in his head, um, even though I loved it. You Rest can't be you can't be afraid to <laughs> you can't be afraid to shake things up and 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 get rid of things. So if your thing has been what you're doing now is trying to write first thing in the morning, maybe that doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for everybody. Maybe try writing in mid afternoon on your lunch break or write at night before yeah. you go to bed. Um, there's other things that you could be doing with that 20 minutes to get yourself prepared. Um, you could be researching things. There's a number of different things that you could be doing. You could be reading. Um, uh, 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 some great articles that maybe apply to what you're trying to do. You have to move things around and figure out what works for you. Writing at 20, 20 minutes in the morning just may not be your thing. Um, so I would say change it up. Shit. Well, I took, I took, I, I took an entire week off of writing this past week, just because I, just because I was uh, um, having a huge writer's block and I hung out with a couple of friends of mine for a couple of days this week. We had some drinks and guess what happens? I was able to relax. Everything flows. Now I'm able to get back to this script uh, that I'm trying to finish up and, uh, and hopefully start shooting in a couple of weeks. So got to do what you got to do to change things up from time. Fuck. I love that. Have you ever thought about starting a motivational channel? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. No, it's not even that, man. It's you know what? Yeah, I've thought about it, but then I said, let me get some more under my belt first. Sometimes you, I look at guys who are out here trying to motivate people. Like, who the fuck are you <laughs> to be trying to motivate? <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't want to be trying to motivate people who really don't want to be motivated. Because when people don't want to be motivated, they can tell you fuck off. <laughs> so yeah. you can be giving yeah. the best advice in the world, and they're like, who the fuck are you? And I don't want. This is who I am, you know. That's how I would say. So yeah. Give them more yeah. to your belt first, I think, for me. But that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what, you've motivated this guy. So okay. I, I'm definitely, I have a couple takeaways with me, and I'm going to definitely Good. try and take a little break on the writing in the morning. Try it. I, I think I might just take a little week off and try and either reinstate it. And then if it doesn't work, try yeah. mixing it up on lunch break or you, after. Because you, you just may work. be pressing. I mean, when it's not coming to you, what do we do? Whether you're writing or you're playing in a sport, you press. And you probably do need to maybe take a week away from it and then come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Your brain's not a factory. Shit just doesn't flow because you tell it to. So got to make sure you keep it properly lubed up. You know, whether you go hang out with the wife or have sex with the wife yeah. or, or have sex yes. with the wife, <laughs> whatever you got to do man, <laughs> to relax. <laughs> I, yeah. That just made me think you can't force an erection by being like, get hard, get hard, get hard. So same thing with relax writing. a little bit. That's it, man. Yeah. And morning may not be your time. You ever try to roll over, have sex with the wife first thing in the morning? It's tough. It may be better, at, better later in the day. Better, the blood flow is better later in the day. That's true. Lunch break or after. You're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, man. We're 
tips all around for getting all, all sorts of juices all flowing. Around. Man, your wife is going to love you this weekend after this conversation. <laughs> Hello, you gorgeous goobers. Stefan here. Wanted to take a break to talk to you a little bit about the Expanse real estate team here in Phoenix, Arizona. Guys, if you're looking to buy a house in Phoenix or the surrounding areas, there is no better team. Not even the Avengers. Iron Man and Captain America could not do you as good as the Expanse Real Estate Team in Phoenix, Arizona. Guys, they will provide you a free initial consultation to set your expectations and inform you exactly what to expect when purchasing a home in Phoenix. Now, they don't limit the amount of homes that they show you like other brokerages. They are there to get you a home. They're making sure that your domicile is their top priority and they will find you something for the best price. So guys, head on over to expansrealestate.com or call 480-400-1745. And you know what? It also works if you're trying to sell. Are you in Phoenix and trying to sell your home? Give them a call 480-400-1745 or expansrealestate.com and they will help you out. Oh, that's great. Well, Sydney, thank you so much. We're going to get into the self-help portion of the podcast. All right, let's do it. So we're going to answer some questions. But before we do, <laughs> I like to have an inspirational quote so we can get juiced up and be able to answer these questions fully motivated. Right. But before I get started on my quote, I like to ask my guests if they have any motivational quotes that help get them through their days. Yeah. I, and I not going to say, I'm not going to quote it word for word. Again, this is another paraphrasing, but it's from Kevin Hart again. And we've all seen it all over the place. And it's, uh, everybody wants, everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to work hard for it. So true. So that's it. That's great. God. Well, I feel so motivated now. I feel like I, I hope we so. can just stop this. And, hey man, uh, you did it. You're doing a great job. I, I love, I love the podcast so far. You've been answering great questions. You're a professional. So I just want to see you win, man. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. All right. So that was a great quote. I feel a little ashamed to bring my quote. It's actually not by Kevin Hart or any comedian or any person, really. It's by a robot, and it's called Inspirobot. And what it does is it uses AI to take some of the wisest words known to man and just mash them together for a oh, really juicy quote. Gotcha. So we'll try and figure this one out, and uh, yeah, we'll see from there. But this week, Inspirobot says, think that you are physically attractive and normal think that you are physically attractive and normal so while that's soaking in i'm gonna just venture a guess on what this first shouted out to me i think maybe inspirebot saying if you think you're physically attractive and normal i don't think everybody is we might have some not physically attractive people out there so if you think you are and you think you're normal it's just going to do wonders for your psyche so you're not going to feel insecure and you're not going to say oh should i talk to that girl because i'm not normal i'm a freak that's right so i think that um that's helped me and sometimes (laughs) fake it fake it till you make it man there you go that that's inspire about trying to say fake it till you make it it till you make it that's it that's it Good job, Inspire Robots. Good job, Inspire Robots. (laughs) Awesome. Well, now that we're inspired, we're going to go into some questions. All right. This this first one, it's from Reddit. It's found by our fan, Rodney. Thank you, Rodney. So, Rodney. Thank you, Rodney. I suddenly am disgusted by foods I used to love. 
I used to be able to eat a lot of different types of food, but now I get disgusted by even the thought of certain foods I used to love, like grapes and eggs. How can I like them again? And that's it. <laughs> I, I, I would say this, Rodney. Okay, this is where I answer? Yes, yes, okay. we can answer now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rodney, I would say this. Don't waste your time with trying to like things that you don't like. All right? Move on from it. I would probably say you're the same person who tries to stay in contact and friends with people that you don't really care for or you shouldn't be friends with anymore. Learn to just get rid of things, let it go, move on. You don't like fucking eggs and grapes? That's fine. <laughs> you know what I used to like and can't and can't anymore? Shrimp. I used to like shrimp. Can't fucking do it anymore. But you know what? I'm over it. Move on. That's it. Oh, damn. Okay. I, I was going in a completely different direction, but I like that one. Just I mean, fuck it. Don't waste your time. What are you doing? There's so many other fucking foods to eat. Uh, what, do you live in a place where you can only get grapes and fucking eggs? <laughs> where, you know, where, you, where are you shopping? <laughs> fuck that, Rodney. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Yeah, it's, I mean, to your shrimp thing, it, there's plenty of other fish in the sea yeah. to be able to eat. So there's like so much food out there. What and does Rodney live in? A- is Rodney on a fucking island? Where's he at? Did he send that with a fucking pigeon? Send that fucking in? The the island of eggs and grapes. Eggs and That's grapes. the only... <laughs> so, so concerned. Who's so concerned with eating eggs and grapes? Who is so distraught with... Oh, my... Rodney, I tell you what. If you ever come to a show, don't ask to get fucking in a green room to hang out. You're not coming back there. <laughs> if you do, if you do the green room is going to be filled with fucking grapes and eggs. <laughs> it's going to be decorated with grapes and eggs all over the oh, place. Oh, how can I like them again? Oh, that's good, Rodney. What a straight... Yeah, I was thinking of it like, you know, if, you, if you've been married for a long time, not from personal experience, obviously, of course, of but, course, of and course. the sex gets a little monotonous, you try and spice things up, yeah. you know, get a toy here or there or spice it up. What if you just <laughs> spice it up with your food and just, uh, you know... Let's get into you. Don't let's, eat the... Let's get into you sharing with the world that you and the wife are having problems. And you have... Let's dig into that. What's, so what's really going on at you? The wife had to get some toys and you had to be okay with it. That's good. That's all right. Anytime a man talks about bringing toys into the bedroom, it's because the wife said, this is what we're doing. And you better be fucking okay with it. It's that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's never the guy's idea to be like, should we bring some toys into this? The guy's like, could we bring another girl into this? And the wife's like, absolutely not. Can we bring a toy into this? And the guy's like, well, do I have a choice? So you don't want to even be the guy who says, let's bring another girl in here. Cause you don't know what the outcome of this situation is going to be. It's very easy for you to be the dude. I remember taking my brother up to college years ago and I hung out with him the first night. We're hitting some house parties and having a good time hanging out with him and his buddies. And there's a bunch of hot chicks in a bathroom. And this is, this is probably one of the best first nights I've ever seen on a campus. I wouldn't even mention the school, uh, but there's a bunch of hot chicks in this bathroom and they're trying to pull one more girl in there. And the boyfriend is out. there. He's like, go in, go in, babe, go. And they, and she's all right. And she goes in and he thinks he's going to go in with her. The girl shove his ass back out of the bathroom, shut the door, and lock it. He comes to sit down next to me, and I'm laughing. He says, what do I do? I said, the only thing I'm going to tell you is be careful what you turn your lady on to. <laughs> so, so that, <laughs> so that's, you won't make that fucking mistake again. <laughs> no. Shit. Oh, my God. I So, out of experience, I have never had a menage a trois, but... Oh, why did I say it like that? I, I've never had a threesome. The, 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 but... the way you said it, I know you've never had one. <laughs> very, it was very clinical. What do you do? What's your day job? What's your nine to five? 
I'm I'm a digital marketer. Okay. So. The, oh yeah. That no doubt. No doubt. You just very. I've never had a menage a trois. <laughs> I've never had synergy with me and two other women. You but, you, you say it like that. You're never going to <laughs> synergy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, uh, oh, but I, I feel like, I feel like, and maybe this is coming from the perspective of someone that's never had it and is envious, but I feel like it's so much better in here than in reality. And by in here for the audio folks in your mind, just better as a fantasy and not a real life thing. Cause like you said, you don't know what, what could actually happen. So, um, everything is always better in your mind than out there. Yeah, all that's a good point. Always. You are. That time, oh man, I just want a juicy steak. I gotta have a steak, and you go, and your wife is late getting home to get ready, and you got now I gotta stop and get fucking gas, and all these different things. You get there, and it's a 30, 45 minutes away, but I want this fucking steak. When that steak hits the fucking plate, and you take the first bite, and you're like, this is shit. Why did I want this so badly? <laughs> this is terrible. So things are always better in your mind, always. Maybe that's why Rodney doesn't like eggs and grapes anymore. Maybe he ended up having horrible experiences that led to a shitty experience with the eggs. So maybe, maybe on that point, have a great day. Do everything in your power to have the best day possible. So then you'll be in the mood for your eggs or your grapes. And I'm, then you can associate I'm, it with positive feelings. I'm thinking Rodney tried to have a menage a trois with grapes and eggs. And that's why... <laughs> And it didn't go well for him. So, yes, you're probably right. One at a time, Rodney. One at a time. Well, there we go. Four. I like that. All right. <laughs> All right. We got the next one. This is from Reddit. It's from our fan, Tiffany. Thank you, Tiffany. It says, help me think of something to tell my bosses why I have a black eye. I'm a nanny to a three-year-old. My black eye is pretty faded now, but still a good shiner. My boyfriend accidentally elbowed me in the face while we were bumping uglies. I don't feel like it's appropriate to tell my bosses that, but I can't think of anything to say, and I know they're going to question me. Please help me. Oh, wow. Something good. Something good. I would say you got an elbow in the face from fucking. That's what I would say, because if you are a nanny for a three-year-old, those two people have not had sex in three and a half years. So they're willing to listen to any juicy sex stories you've had. Fuck, one of them would probably elbow each other in the fucking face once or twice back before they had their kid. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's what I would say. Don't make it up. Honesty is the best policy. I think you just got to go in there and be like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I was doing a romp with my boyfriend and... God, this is why. Does it show that I never have sex? Romp, menage a trois. It, it shows okay. that it, it it shows an understanding on why I'm with your wife on not having sex with you. Yeah, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> you're saying, if you're saying things like romp, <laughs> babe, do you want to romp tonight? Maybe. No, oh God, no. That's why it's not working. That's, that's why yes. it's not working. Oh my gosh, what are we doing here? What are you? Oh man. All right. You, well, you Lou Ross before you romp. <laughs> yeah. I, I play Backstreet Boys. Is that bad or not? If it's nineteen ninety four, not at all. Not at all. I don't know what okay. your house. I don't know what your house is like. But I've got the millennium out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, she's got to tell it's the not truth for Backstreet Boys. Tell the truth, Tiffany, because anything you say, they're not going to believe anyway. So, so they're going to think they're going to think someone you got into a bar fight and someone whooped your ass. So just tell the truth. They're not going to believe you. There you go. I would. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? You'll know if they try and make spice things up if they have black eyes the next day, too. Because hey. I think you're right. 
This or, this could give them inspiration. Or the black eye may be her entrance into they menage a trois. They're romping. Oh my gosh. This this is the most times on this podcast we've said menage a trois. <laughs> and uh I, I'm loving it. That's what you call a callback, <laughs> folks. It's <laughs> and it's a great idea. I mean, you, you never know. Boyfriend might not be so happy about it, but um have you seen That's this economy? Okay. You, if you got to fuck a couple to keep your gig, you do what you got to do, Tiffany. Yeah. It's not a lot of jobs out there right now, Tiffany. No more stimulus checks. You're on your own. Don't you let me listen, be able to. Don't let me listen to this podcast and find that you cut this part up now. I want to make sure Tiffany understands <laughs> that, that we gave her advice. This is going to be the highlight of the episode. It'll be uh, the clip on Instagram. There and then go. me saying menage a trois 15 times. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, well, I think we've answered those questions sufficiently, so we're arriving at the end of the podcast. All but right. before we stop, I wanted to give a huge thank you to everybody that's listened. And Sydney, yes. huge thank you to you as well for joining. Hey, hey, man. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Awesome. And I also wanted to ask, what have you got going on? What have you got to plug? Where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me at my website. You can keep up with everything there. Um, Sydney Smith, S-I-D-N-E-Y, Smith, S-M-I-T-H creative c-r-e the number eight t-i-v.com so there you can keep nice. up with everything with my social media to upcoming shows to my merch to my patreon everything is right there uh next friday i will be doing my first drive-in show in mesa so if you are in the valley come and check us out uh, we'll be out there and you can get tickets at the website that i just gave you sydney smith creative and come out I'm gonna be out there with a great lineup. We uh we have Allie coming in from LA. She's she's been on the stage with some hitters, Russell Peters, and so on and so forth. Uh, Big Iris J, uh, my brother, one of my brothers in comedy, will be closing out. I'll be taking the stage, so it's gonna be a hell of a show. Uh, Twenty five dollars a person, but you guys go ahead and bring your food and whatever you desire to drink because you will not be able to get too much there at the drive-in. But hey, it's a cheap date for you. Nice. Br bring your own grapes and eggs. That's perfect. There you go. There you go. You brought it back again. Come on out, Rodney. <laughs> and go then ahead, of course, sorry. and then of course, Monday nights, uh, check out now that's debatable on Facebook live. And then we drop the podcast every single Wednesday, which you can find on Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, and Stitcher. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And there are going to be links to the show notes for all of that. So awesome. guys, if you suck at spelling, you can just click on there awesome. and you can go right to the show. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk at you next week. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me anytime. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks, man. Bye.